What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Monkey Mind Podcast. This is episode 12 featuring Rachel Thompson. Rachel's a former women's field hockey player at the University of New Hampshire, and she's got a great story to tell with a lot of insightful information about women's field hockey and women's athletics as a whole. So without further ado, let's get into it. Happy to have Thanks you. Thanks for having me. Of course. So yeah. Um, well, if you don't, uh, if you don't mind, just give yourself a little bit of an introduction. Tell everybody who you are, and um, yeah, a little bit about your story. Yeah. So obviously, I'm Rachel. I grew up in Reading, Mass. I live here now. Um, I started out. So obviously, I played field hockey at UNH, um, but I didn't start playing field hockey till like high school I actually grew up an ice hockey player um and that was like my that was my game like all the way through um and yeah so pretty much like I always thought I was going to play ice hockey like pursue that in college and stuff and then once I got to I played lacrosse like through elementary school also but it was just kind of like for shits Mm -hmm. um and then once I got to like late middle school I was like oh someone asked me to like do this field hockey clinic just for fun uh, they didn't really have like a serious youth program or anything in Reading. um and at first I was like oh this is like kind of a dumb sport like I don't really want to do it um but then I started playing and I picked it up like in two seconds mm-hmm. and so then I was like oh well, like I'll just play this in high school in like the fall just for a third sport to do just keep me busy um and then once I got to high school I started kind of getting asked like is this something you'd want to play in college and initially I was like no like I want to play hockey. What are you talking about? you like, I'm not changing my mind. Um, but then I kind of like looked more into it. I started playing club in the off season, stuff like that. And then the opportunities kind of like became more, more clear that it would have been, it was like, there was a lot more out there to play field mm-hmm. hockey in college. Um, so I kind of decided like, I mean, obviously it's a tough, tough choice. Like you guys know, like giving up hockey is like, no one wants to do it because you play for your whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was like kind of a tough choice for me to kind of go all in on field hockey. Like I finished my high school hockey career and everything, but um, I ultimately decided like, all right, like I'm going to go all in for field hockey. Um, I decided to go to UNH, which is where even as a little kid, like I always wanted to go there. I always thought, you know, I'd be like playing hockey there. Mm -hmm. My uncle played there. So it was kind of like a, just like a happy place for my family. Yeah. and so I got an offer from UNH to play field hockey and I was like, I can't say no to this. So that's kind of how I ended up there. Um, and then, yeah. So I don't know like if I should, if I should like keep going or it, what. Like, yeah, going yeah. 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 It's just kind of, um, we kind of just build off of you. So just keep going. Yeah. All right. So I'm trying to think like, so that's kind of how I ended up like deciding to go to UNH and play field hockey and everything. But where I guess my story kind of starts is so I played lacrosse in high school as well and obviously like I committed to UNH my junior year of high school um and my coach my UNH coach always kind of joked and was like oh like lacrosse is a dangerous sport because like a girl that was a couple years older than me um was finishing out her high school and she 
like tore her ACL playing high school lacrosse. And so it affected her like going into her freshman fall of, of um, college. And so I was like, it was in the back of my brain, but I was like, oh, like I'll be fine, whatever. So I kept playing lacrosse and I was like, I just had fun playing. So I was like, I don't want to quit for senior year. Like it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so I ended up tearing my hamstring um, like five games into my senior spring season. And it was like season ending. And I spent my whole summer going into my freshman preseason, like in physical therapy, like trying to rehab it. Um, so basically I couldn't, I couldn't train like how I should have been training for like heading into college sports. So I like literally was digging myself a grave. Um, and so, I mean, not that it was like that bad. Like once I got to school, like I was like ready to, I mean, not ready, but like I was able to do everything. Like I didn't have, I wasn't still like rehabbing the injury or anything, but, um, I just like was not nearly as like prepared as I should have been and would have liked to have been. Um, so that kind of led into like a frustrating freshman season. And like, obviously when you're a freshman too, it's like you have these huge expectations and they tell you like, I mean, I'm sure you guys kind of get the same thing just through like any college sports. But I feel like my coach specifically, she put like a ton of expectations like on my shoulders while I was still in high school and was like, we're so excited to have you like blah, 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 blah. Like, um, like you're going to do great things like right off the bat, like you're going to step in and like contribute and stuff like that. And so when I got there and I like wasn't able to do that between like me physically, like not being in like the shape and like that I wanted to be in. And also like, I just wasn't getting the chance. Like I just wasn't getting the playing time that I would have liked to have been able to. Um, so that was just like frustrating. And I kind of like sweated out freshman year. Cause I was like, whatever, like I'm a freshman, like I shouldn't really be expected to like do that much anyways. And like, not a lot of the other freshmen are, getting crazy minutes anyways um but then the same thing kind of happened sophomore year and that's when after that season I kind of was like all right like something's got to change and so I kind of was like what can I do that can like that can change this like how like I can't control like when I get put on the field or whatever but like I can just do my best, like behind the scenes, like just work hard and like try to earn as much playing time as I can. So I think it was like after, like right after my sophomore season ended, I had had like so many like breakdowns. I was just upset and like, and I didn't know what to do. And then I was like, you know, like, I'm just going to start with like, I need to just be in better shape. Like that's bottom line. Like that's where I need to start. Like that's just the building blocks. Um, and so I like really started to take like my training seriously um and it was kind of like the way I viewed it was my coach was like I mean I can't speak for all obviously all division one sports like fitness is huge and like my coach was like honestly so over the top about it like um we had I don't know have you guys ever run like heart rate monitor or stuff like that oh yeah oh yeah, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So my co- so I from day one uh, we always had to wear those for everything we did like lift game practice whatever mm. and but she was like so obsessive about it like there were days where we would so every Tuesday we'd like do conditioning and like sprints at practice and she'd literally bring her computer to the field and like watch our heart rates like live while we're running yeah. and she'd be screaming if they're not high enough and so then it was like 
right after my sophomore season when I was like I personally decided like I need to kick it into gear um we got like a new version of them that had like these watches um and so then it was like we had to upload all everything we did onto like this app that she followed us on and like that was fine and all but like it got to like so serious we're like in the off season obviously like coaches aren't allowed to be like super involved in like what you're doing and like they technically can't force you to like do your workouts but it's like she's always watching because we have these stupid watches um and I honestly think that that's where my like issue really stemmed from because I got so obsessive with like I need to like prove myself like through this like take this into the off season and like I can show her how hard I'm working if I like go the extra mile all the time you know what I mean and like in my eyes she was one that like valued like extra mile always and so I was like if there's one thing I can do it's like go the extra mile but I turned like the way that I say now is like I turned the extra mile into like a legit extra marathon and it just like ended up biting me in the ass um so like sophomore year um, for, like, the rest of the year, I just, like, started taking my training, like, super seriously, and, like, it was, like, great, like, I was doing well, we had played a spring season, I did really well, going into junior year, I'd say that was, like, that was, like, my high point, like, my junior season, like, it, it, my hard work, like, paid off, because I started, I was a starter, um, for, like, the first half of the season, um, nothing was, like, super out of control, I was just, like, working hard, whatever, like, my efforts were, like, being rewarded um and then it got to a point where it like the obsessiveness of just like continuing to like push myself harder and harder because it's like oh like this is going great let's see how much further I can go you know what I mean it like becomes it becomes like almost addictive I'd say um so I think once I got to like the end of that season going into my like junior off season um I kind of was just like oh let's see how much further I can push myself like how much I mean getting like getting myself into better shape was a combination of like my like working out but also like I changed a lot of what I was eating like I cleaned up my diet like so much I mean not that it was ever like horrible but I just really didn't give a shit um and so then became more of like after my junior season it was like okay I just started like eating like less and less and less and then like but still training like wicked hard like way harder than I needed to be and so then it got to a point where going I think like my senior season was and like my senior year in general was like the low point um because at that point I was like damaging my body by like how hard I was pushing myself through like working out but also like I was not like fueling my body like correctly at all um and it got to a point where like I was like losing muscle like I wasn't strong anymore and so the point when I think I realized like I like this is has gone over I went from like two ends of the ends of the like spectrum of like I was not healthy in one way and then I like kind of got healthy but then I was unhealthy again at the complete opposite way um and so then my senior season got to the point where like I wasn't getting played anymore because I didn't think I was strong enough 
like, I mean, feel like he's not that physical of a sport, but like, you have to be able to like hold your ground and stuff like that. And you can't just like be weak, obviously, like any sport. Um, so yeah. So the point when I realized like, okay, this is not what I wanted is like when I had gone so far that I wasn't getting played and, but like, I'm trying to think like what else. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys need to like say anything. Pause there. I mean, no, go ahead, Danny. No, uh, I was going to say that it pretty much, it becomes an obsession. Um, and it, when you get to that point, it's no longer healthy and it takes a toll on you mentally, which then takes yeah. a toll on you physically, which I think is right. the biggest um, thing that we've seen with a lot of athletes is that there's so much pressure on so many different ends that you do everything you can because in college you're watched everywhere in every single aspect, you know, yeah. um, take out the academic piece. That's like one thing, but you're saying athletically, you guys had the heart rate monitors and the heart rate watches and you're having to do this in the summer. So you're constantly yeah. being watched at all times, even when you're not yeah. even in front of them, which is right. something that a lot of people don't realize, um, yep. which I'm happy you brought that up because like the summer's the time where you're supposed to, you're supposed to love what you're doing at all times. And the summer's the time where it's okay. Competition's over. Let me have fun with my training, enjoy it. And just kind right. of like mentally like decompress. An off season, an off season exactly. Like, yeah. But it's but like it, not an off season it's not at, all. <laughs> at all. Exactly. And that it's like, it never ends. So you have the worries of playing and performing in practice, come in season, playing and performing, come games all the other stuff. And then you have to keep that up in the off season, because if you don't show your workouts, show your nutrition, show everything, that's going to get taken into account. And so that's right. just, seems like that's what, you know, you're saying is that it just, that obsessiveness actually was detrimental. Um, you got to teeter on that line. It's tough. Yeah. Totally. Especially injuries too. Right, right. Right. And it's like, as athletes, like we all have this competitive nature. That's like, you everyone just wants to like push themselves to their limits and like I kind of I feel like I just grew up into this like mindset even from when I was little of like always just like push yourself no matter what you're doing and then once it gets to that unhealthy like limit of like becoming addictive it's like you just like legit can't stop and yeah oh yeah <clears throat> that kind of goes off of a couple episodes Danny was talking about how you know as athletes we tend to push ourselves um, even harder in the summer and whatnot. And we're so focused on diet and, you know, strength and conditioning that we tend to forget to train our minds and kind of work on that aspect. And yeah. I kind of can relate to what you're saying about your coach. Um, not necessarily to the extent you had it because that sounds crazy, but like we're so focused on the strength and conditioning and the nutrition and being watched that we tend to become obsessed with those things like Danny said and right, we forget right. to we forget to take that you know hour whatever it is people do to kind of like train their mind and just work on that and decompress and I mean right. the fact that you're hooked up to a watch like every time you look yeah. down you're getting away it's from wild the little past that you haven't yeah. focused on yeah like yeah you get it you get it enough during the year it's like yeah. right it's like legitimate like paranoia and like the way that I mean just the way that my coach kind of is is that like she's 
so obsessed with like everyone's fitness and stuff like that like that's her big thing she's one to like you might not be the best player on the team you might not have the most skill but if you're like one of the most fit kids like you're gonna be on the field and so that was why it was one thing that I thought like this is something I can control so I'm just gonna like try to improve that and like that's gonna be my like ticket you know what I mean and yeah yeah. so like it just yeah and she's one like she'll like make a joke about like seeing stuff that you because you have to like post all your workouts and stuff like that in the off season and like she technically like legally can't like call you out for not doing things but she'll like make a joke at you or like she's I mean I don't want to go into like a ton of a ton of detail and like throw anyone under the bus but like there were girls that like weren't doing what they were supposed to be doing and she would like beat her on like find a, a path like talk to someone else to get them to talk to that person who's not doing their workout to try to get them to do it like it just is like so shady yeah no I, I I get that completely and I mean even if I wasn't hooked up to a watch like I would always be concerned that you know what I did this summer wouldn't be good enough and like I always still had the worry that mm-hmm. when I got back to school for either that summer session or just like fall training camp that it still wouldn't be good enough. So like, I always kind of had that like mindset of not necessarily being watched, but like also like like, in my head, like, is this guy thinking like, or doubting that I'm working or is this right? this other guy? But I mean, I was lucky because of the coaching staff that I had, but like, I guess it's also just like wanting to make sure that you're good enough for them and like, Mm -hmm. you know, do what is expected of you. But I get, I get what you're saying completely. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that like that paranoia thing you said. Um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's kind of sad that you know the you know you're supposed to enjoy playing college sports and you uh, get to this you work so hard to get to this point and then it ends up being like unfortunately that experience you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. How so? How how did you try and? you know, deal with that? What were some of the ways that you, you know, would you meditate or like even just talk to some teammates and friends? How are some ways that you, uh, you know, would cope with, you know, some of the stuff that you had going on mentally as far as like dealing with that so it didn't completely, you know, shatter you? Yeah. So basically like I was in denial that there was like anything wrong or like anything that I was doing was like unhealthy um, for like the longest time. and. I just thought, well, because, like, at first, all the effort that I was putting in was, like, paying off. Like, I was getting, like, rewarded for, like, I was getting the playing time I wanted. Like, it was fine. Um, And so I'm like, oh. And then when it started to turn, then, like, I never really realized. Oh, shoot, what is this? Sorry. Um, Sorry, something just popped up on my thing. Okay. Um, So I didn't really realize that like what I was doing was unhealthy at all and then my so like once I started to get like noticeably unhealthy like I I mean you guys have never seen me in person but like I'm five feet tall and at my smallest I lost 50 pounds like that's like not I don't have 50 pounds to lose play that so um so like I was like noticeably unhealthy I was literally like a bag of bones and like but I still, like, in my head, I was just, like, oh, like, what do you mean there's something wrong with me? Like, I'm just working hard. And, like, my coaches tried to get, like, 
people to come to me, like my trainers and like people from the athletic department to like kind of talk to me and like kind of intervene and like get me to kind of talk about what I was going through. But at that point I was like blind to what was happening because I thought like, what do you mean? Like, I'm just working hard. Like I'm just doing my thing. Um, so basically I was like any, any help that they tried to get me, I never really talked to anyone about it. Um, and any help that they tried to get me, I was like super frustrated and, and like resentful um, and like not cooperative. Like they would try to get me to like talk to the nutritionists in the athletic department and like talk to a counselor. But like, I just like openly didn't want to be there. I copped an attitude with everyone that I would talk to and like, because I didn't think there was anything wrong. Um, but then the point when I like realized that like, I really was not good was like when my parents kind of like stepped in and were like, you're not okay. Like you don't look okay. You don't like act okay. Like there's something wrong with you. Um, and so then I think like the first, the first step towards like fixing things or like getting better was like, I decided to get help out like away from school. I didn't want to go through like the people that they were sending me to like within, within school, within the athletic department. I didn't think that they were helping me that much. Um, so I came home for like, I think it was like winter break in my senior year. Um, and I like got my own specialist. Like I got my own therapist at home. Um, I got my own nutritionist at home who I still like talk to to this day. Um, and so that was kind of helpful. And then once I kind of came to terms with the fact that, that like I needed to change things and like I needed to get help and like needed to like make progress, it was a little bit easier to talk about. Um, I would say the only person, so like obviously I could talk to my family about it and like my parents, my mom, um, none of my, I mean, all my teammates like saw what I was going through, but it was kind of like the environment that I'm in. I hate to say it, but like every girl that like passes through the my Philaki program is like affected by this in like some in some to some degree which is like so sad like half of them don't even realize that it's happening but like everyone has such a skewed mindset just because of the expectations and like just because of how the programs run um so they all kind of like saw what's going on they saw that I was struggling um, but the only person that I really, like, talked to about it was, like, my best friend and my roommate. And she's the only one who really knew, like, in detail what was going on. So I always knew that I could, like, talk to her if I needed to, which I never would, like, go to her, like, for, no, like, randomly just to talk about it. But if she knew, if she, like, saw that I was having a tough day, like, she'd be there for me. I know that for sure. Um, but just, like, other little things um, that I could do if I was, like, feeling anxious or anything, like, journaling helps just like deep breaths stuff like that kind of just like basic things that I feel like a lot of people do yeah uh two quick things one yeah. um you said that you're blind to it which I think is such a good point because it's so true you don't really yeah. realize it and especially you right. don't realize it, and when you're when you do realize it shortly after you still don't get the full effect of what you were going through until like even years later you look yeah. back like wow that was bad but yep that's yeah. I know the feeling of having to go, uh, 
you know like uh yeah but you like look, i mean you look back now you're like oh jesus what, like what was i right like not? every time like, every time yeah and that's good that you're able to get help but I, about it, it's bad. yeah and that's great that you're able to go see somebody else too because i know it's it's tough to open up to people at school um people who work there because um you, you know you obviously can trust them but you just still never know you're still portrayed as an athlete rather than a person yeah right Right, right, right. But it's just tough, and you don't know, like, if they, you know, things do get out and all that stuff. So I, it's good that, that you still saw resources and didn't even try to go externally outside of school. So that's yeah. awesome. But, and the yeah. second thing was the, the journaling, too. I think that's an awesome point, too. I think that really does help clear the mind is getting yeah. on paper and just have it there. It's, and then it's just yeah. like, it, it definitely helps um, take some weight off, for sure. Yeah, totally. Totally. Even if, like, I'm <clears throat> down like these mo the most like irrational like anxious thoughts that are like crossing through my brain just like getting them out and like being able to see it on a piece of paper then I can like kind of talk myself off the ledge of like how I'm feeling oh, yeah. um so it helps a lot for sure yeah Danny and I uh have mutual friends that actually do- I don't know if you've seen it. it's called athletes helping athletes and it's a no, uh, it's like a journal entry blog so you can write your whole story and um basically just explain everything in writing and it's uh, oh, that's awesome. so so if you have any friend like you were saying if you have friends because you said the field hockey environment kind of deals with that a lot yeah and you know you may know some people that have talked to you about it but don't want any other help they can submit it anonymously and right. you know it's that's just awesome. an option yeah. for right. But it's uh, athletes helping athletes. Um, probably just search it on Instagram. I don't know for sure. Yeah, totally. But. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, another thing I noticed too is that Flo. I don't know if you noticed this, but I think with uh, women's college sports, I think they're way harder harder on their athletes than than men's sports. I don't know. I've had some friends. I, that I, I mean, went to school with, and like they were, you know, playing women's sports and they had journal, food journals, uh, like the watches 24 seven. Um, and we didn't have any of that, which, um, you know, our coaches were really good to us and stuff. And they kind of knew that we had some time that we needed away from the rink to like, mm-hmm. they trust us on it. But I definitely uh-huh. noticed that with a few of the women's sports, they had a bunch of that stuff, like consistent heart rate monitors, consistent heart rate watches, all that, the food journals. Yep. Consistent- submitted every week um yeah totally it's, it's, it's just, just like culture super invasive mm-hmm. yeah exactly that's a good way of, of putting it Did you, is that right. so is that thing is that do you have friends in other that played at other schools that kind of do the same things that a cult like the women's you know sports i mean like to or? some degree i mean obviously i don't know how true this is but people will, like that are even just on other other teams at unh were just like wow like like you guys or like go through a law like that's pretty crazy the things that that like happen in your program um so I know like at least at our school like we were pretty over the top um compared to other schools too like I'm not really sure I mean I think to some degree like you're right women's sports do get put under like a lot um but again I can only like speak from my own experience so yeah interesting yeah I mean <clears throat> Going off that, I like I can't remember at Providence, uh, 
any team wearing heart rate monitors, to be honest with you. When I went back after I graduated, uh, I know the hockey team had just introduced them, but just hearing that even other teams at UNH didn't have it, like, yeah, is kind of crazy. But with that being – did you – like, so we talk about it with hockey, and it's actually kind of cool that you played hockey, and we didn't know that, so it's, like, easier to relate to because you – Yeah, totally. Obviously, but – um you know, going back to, you know, being at school and we had sports psychologists and um, did you get, like, did your team have that option or was it more of just like the open council center? Um, Yeah. So I think this is where it's kind of like, I think again, this is like another shady thing that kind of happens is like, so we were always kind of like made aware of people we could talk to and like resources if we needed them but it was like almost as if they were doing the bare minimum um basically like making sure we knew that we had support if we needed it but not necessarily like pushing us to like pursue resources if we needed it like we would have maybe a yearly like group meeting with like a sports psychologist and but it's like in a like yeah that's great that they're setting that up for us but like in a group setting anyone who's like struggling or might not even know that they're struggling like you're not just gonna like fess up to something that you're not even comfortable with like in front of your whole team you know what I mean so it's like I think that they kind of I'm not gonna say that they like half-assed it but like they kind of did the bare minimum could have done a better job for sure and I think that maybe part of the reason why I mean this is kind of messed up but like part of the reason why they kind of did it like that was because maybe if they kind of dove further into it and like put more effort into that stuff they'd get out a lot more issues and then they'd have to like deal with them which is more work for them um so I don't know. That's just kind of my personal take on it. Cause like, like I said before, there are so many girls that I know that have even just like glimpses of similar things. Um, uh, everyone kind of has like a little bit of like a messed up mind just because of the environment. But um, yeah, I think that if they actually paid really close attention to kind of everyone's everyone's well-being they'd figure out that like a lot of work needs to be done so they kind of just like brush it off a little bit which is sad to be honest yeah especially after saying that you know so many people that you can see little hints towards yeah. it and it's still like I feel like anybody that's been in that profession for that long whether it's, you know, a big change or not, like, should be able to notice differences in people. Like, you said you dropped 50 pounds and you didn't have that. No. The fact that, like, (laughs) but, like, in that aspect, like, your coach, like, clearly should have recognized that and been, like, hey, like, are you okay? And, like, made you realize that, you know, it's okay to talk about it and whatnot. And, like, that just kind of, like, bothers me because, like, clearly something like that is so visible like yeah exactly and, and it's like it's not like she didn't or like that they didn't do anything it was like like I said like kind of the bare minimum and it got to the point where like I was just becoming like physically like weak 
And so that was the point where, like, yeah, I got pulled into her office, like, a couple times. Where they were, like, in the point where, like, they were trying to get me help. And, like, but I wasn't, like, wanting it. I wasn't taking it. And the conversations were more not not directly saying, like, you literally are a bag of bones. Like, what's wrong with you? It was, yeah. like, a, we really want you to, like, be stronger, like, performance-based. And I'm, like, yeah, like, I get it. Like, I want to play. I want to play better, whatever. Um, but it was never directly said, like, we know that you're struggling, stuff like that. But so I don't know. It was never more. It was never like based on the mental part of it. It was more just like always the conversations were based on performance. Yeah, it's so messed up. Which actually does you work, like does worse for you, you know? Right. Like, yeah, that's going to push you in hard. Right, exactly. exactly. Just, like, honestly, like it would just piss me off. And it's like it's like almost like rebellious like teenager yeah. attitude where i'm oh, like yeah. like oh you probably you're went to the like, gym from there yeah exactly no, probably got out of no. that <laughs> i gotta go work and out <laughs> and especially especially like coming from my coach hearing like we need you to be stronger like we need you to like play better whatever it's like that really pissed me off because i was like what do you mean like the reason why i've done all of this is because i want you to like play me like i'm trying to prove to you that like I want to play, like, I want to be on the field, um, and so to hear that coming from her, like, honestly, just would, like, piss me off, and, like, send me the other way. Yeah, yeah I, I, I kind of, like, I understand where you're coming from in the aspect of, like, being pissed off, because going into my freshman year, I was the fat kid on the team, like, I had to lose, like, close to 20 pounds, and I ended up losing 17 just in September, Wow. And after that, I just, like, I was losing too much weight, and I felt like if I ate something that wasn't chicken or spinach, I was going to, like, be overweight when we get to the scale. And my coach is just, like, about to, like, freak out on me. And he he didn't, and I'm grateful for that because I would have lost it if he did. But it is demanding, and then, like, your brain's so tired from focusing so much on that or thinking that you're not doing a good enough job with that. Then by the time you get to the practice itself, you're completely exhausted mentally and physically and you don't have yeah. enough in your body to actually perform the way you want to. And then you're pissed off the rest of the night. It's just a continuous yeah, trend. It's like you hate to have like, even think of the idea that like the sport you love to play so much is like a hassle. Like the second that, I mean, once I kind of was, like, at my lowest point, it almost was, like, it just seemed like a job. I was, like, I just, like, like, I can't even do it anymore. Like, practice was just, like, hard to get to, like, hard to go through every day. And, like, even the games, it's, like, obviously everyone gets, like, hyped up for game day, but it's just, like, I physically just, like, it's just too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's, like, I don't know if you all heard this, but when I was going through my freshman year, I was always told, or even just growing up, that, um, playing college sports is is a job. And so I was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm signing up for it. I'm completely okay yeah. with it. And I'm, I'm ready to take on the challenge. And I was fine with it. But they don't – they forget to leave out. Like, it's, it's going to be physically demanding. That's where it's going to be a physical job. But right. look out right, for your right, mental right. health too. Like, they yeah. – that's what I think gets left out is, like, it's going to be a mental grind. And you got to be prepared that if things start, like, going south or whatever – you know, like it's okay as normal. Yeah. So that's right. like where I right. think that um, I think 
we can all agree that we're not like sitting here complaining by any means because we know what we're signing up for. I mean, worked for this. So like we're cool right. with the physical demands of it. It's just like looking out for people's mental well-being is, is a huge issue that's not really getting um, the spotlight. Exactly. That's all. It's just as important as being like exactly. physically healthy, physically in shape, like that it just flies under the radar like way too easily. Exactly. Because look, I mean, mentally you don't take care of yourself, you physically get affected, and then you physically can't perform. So right. it all right. stems from how you're feeling yeah. in your mental state, which I think is uh, – getting overlooked a little bit, unfortunately. So, but yeah, that's, you hit the nail on the head which, there. Which is weird to think about because if you think about it, your coach wants you to perform at the best of your ability. Like they expect you to be physically ready, but if you're not mental, like they don't mention being mentally ready. And then like, it just kind of all goes out the window because if you're not mentally ready, then physically you're just going to be garbage. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, Yeah, I mean, is there anything that – any words of advice that you have for any girls going into their freshman year currently, you know, playing sports or even just young girls growing up, like just words of advice or um, anything that you'd want to say to them? Um, I mean, it sounds like super cliche, but, like, don't be afraid to, like, talk about, like, being frustrated and, like – little things like don't always just like try to just work through everything you know what I mean like I grew up like super hard-headed and just like put your head down and like work hard and I don't know if this is like I I am like the middle child in between two brothers so I don't know if that has anything to do with it but I was just like always played sports like I played um when I played hockey like I played boys hockey for like my whole youth career and like I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but I just kind of was like in my own head, like would just put my head down and like do my thing and not like, I don't know. I don't want to say I'm like numb to like feeling things, but like anything that's like frustrated, like I have this weird ability to just be able to like block it out. Um, And yeah, there's like pros to that sometimes, but also like definitely, definitely huge cons. So I'd say like, just like, don't be afraid to like, be openly like frustrated, be openly upset about something. Like I kept so much in for so long. And in the end, like if I, I feel like if I was able to kind of like speak out about like what was going on with me, like I would have realized sooner that like what was happening was like not okay. Um, Yeah. So I think that that's kind of had a lot to do with like why it took me so long to kind of recognize like I'm not, I'm not okay. Um, what other things would I say? Maybe just, like, at the end of the day, like, no one ever wants to, like, give up their sport, and, like, but my parents always said this to me, like, in my, in my, like, hardest days, they're, like, it's just a game. Like, everyone's career ends, whether, I mean, there's not really, like, professional field hockey, so, like, not like my career was really going to keep going, but um, at the end of the day, like, everyone's career comes to an end someday, so it's, like, you have to kind of realize that, like, nothing is worth like losing years of happiness and like literal just like health mental health physical health over over a game you know like I mean sports you can have that as your job you can like make money off of that but like it ends it all ends someday so like whether it's today whether it's tomorrow whether it's in 10 years like it's just not worth like stressing out like in like losing happiness and 
and being healthy. So that's my, no, that's, that's my, awesome. yeah, it's great. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> I think, uh, especially with you saying how you're going to tell your friends about the podcast, I, I think, um, them hearing you allows them to tell people they may know that you don't know. And, um, you know, I'm thankful you being the first female athlete that we had on, um, just being brave enough to talk about your story because um, I do think it's going to make a major impact in a field that Danny and I didn't, didn't have any resources to. Um, so, you know, I'm glad that you kind of broke that barrier, um, not only for field hockey, but female athletes in general. So uh, I just appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Thanks so much. I mean, this has been awesome. Like selfishly for me, I feel like, even just me being able to talk and like kind of get ideas off my chest is like, it's helping me. So it that's can awesome. help that's anyone. Else that, nice. then that's <laughs> it's, great. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. No, oh, that's, that's, uh, it's the same for both of us. So it's yeah. not selfish at all. No, but. not at all. But yeah, thank you again so much for, uh, you know, being open and talking to us. So yeah, it's really going to help um, a lot of people out there, especially some young girls. So um, yeah. Thanks thank so you. much. It's been great. All right. All right. Have a good one, guys.